Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Lifelong Learner with Matt and Dinesh. Welcome back, guys, to Lifelong Learner. Hey, welcome back. It's a definitely a coffee morning. It is, it is. It's a brisk morning today. Uh, we've had a little bit of more of a break, so we apologise. We've just been um, just been lazy. Uh, we could have just been, been holidaying in Hawaii, sitting on a beach. I've been doing anything, yeah. Not really. And we wish we were at, but um, yeah, so we were trying to do the whole three week, every three week episode, and I know it's been quite more than that. So we apologize. It's good to have goals, right? You don't always hit them, but it's good to know where you're heading, and three weeks is a good good goal to have. And yeah. We'll do better next time. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I would like to kind of say thank you to the folks out there who've actually been giving us a little bit of feedback and kind of telling us who's listening, uh, if they're liking it, they're not liking it. There's three of you now, so thanks for that. Thank you. No, four. 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 That's got four. Um, four followers. Yes. Yes. Winning. Oh, cool. Um, no, it is nice, isn't it? Nice when someone says, hey, I was listening to that and, you know, it wasn't bad. Yeah. So we appreciate, we appreciate you guys. Send them more in. So today, Matt, we're talking about something interesting today. It is something that's not talked about a lot. Um, it's the basis for everything that we do in our industry, though, pretty much. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, um, definitely. This, it's how we teach the youth, so to speak. It's how we teach everyone um, at the summit. And so we're pretty passionate about it. Yeah. And I think in the edu- current education system, this is taught quite well. Yeah. Uh, however, once you leave the education system, when I mean leave the education system, uh, traditional the traditional um, education system here in Australia, this is not really done, or it's. Um, I think people mis. I think people misunderstand the concept. And we're all pre-wired to not do it. And so we avoid it at all costs because we're worried about how we'll be perceived or labelled when we do. Mm, yeah, definitely. So what are we talking about? We're talking about learning from failure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess it's... I, I love this topic because... I can't remember exactly who it was, but I was listening to something the other day and it made it so clear to me. And it was saying that more often than not, it was about leadership. It was a great leader doesn't need to always have the right answer. They just need to have an answer. Mm. And that often there's a point of hesitation. And that hesitation is what's causing people, organizations, um, in some cases, countries, Suffering because they don't know what course of action to take. And by just making a decision, whether it's the right one or not, doesn't matter. Because if it's the right one, then you're no longer in this period of not, not knowing. If it's the wrong one, then you'll know pretty quick it's the wrong one and you'll make another decision that'll be better. And it just, it cancels out this arming and ahhing. And after listening to that, it was probably two weeks ago, I've sort of already made a few changes. If I get to this point of, oh, I'm not sure, do I book the holiday, don't I? 
I'm just going to book it. And and then you just you navigate your way through that doubt and that, that worry a little bit faster. Yeah, it's interesting. I think as we get older, we, we get stuck in our head a little bit too much in terms of Definitely. your logical brain kicks in and there's like, oh, but all the what-ifs play out. Yeah. Like, what if I, I lose money, right? Money's a big one, right? I want to start a business, but what if I lose money? Nah, I don't need it. It's not the right time. I don't want to do it. I just, um, what are my friends going to think? Is massive. massive. So, someone w- wants to wear this awesome dress to go out and goes, oh, I can't pull this off. Mm. When really, this person looks amazing. But they're like, oh, just, nah, I don't know. I don't know. Just in Ma- case if this doesn't work, there's, it's interesting, right? Well, most people fail before they even try something. Mm. Because in their mind, they've already failed. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we're our r- worst. You think about your the people that hold you back the most. You know, the people who bring you down. We have them, everyone has them in their life. No matter how good your day is going, they bring you down a little bit and they make it a little bit worse. Or, you know, um, you're already having a bad day and they bring you down a little lower. Mm. You know, think about those people who hold you back. The person who holds you back the most is you. Yeah, 100%. So however bad they, you know, however bad they hold you back, Mm. you're the one holding yourself back more. And for most of us, we quit before we even try because in our mind, we've already lost. Yeah. You play out all the what ifs, but you don't even, you don't play out the what if this will work. Yeah. Right? Um, Like, I love this, this quote. If you put the same energy into winning that you spend worrying about losing, you'd already be there. Yeah. Or if you weren't already there, you'd be one step closer than you were, right? So, and that just taps back into, like, obviously we know now that our brain is, you know, it's two million years old and it's just there to protect us. So it's pre-wired to always look for the negative Mm because it's about survival. Mm -hmm. So whenever there's something comes up or an idea or something new we want to try, our brain goes, boom, all the reasons why it's not going to work. And there is a possibility that some of those things will happen. Mm. But there's also a possibility that the thousand good things could happen. Mm. But we just don't think that way. Yeah. And so if you think focused on all the reasons why it's not going to work, how motivated and inspired are you to take action? Yeah. It's interesting you say about um, the brain. And I know science shows that we have a part of our brain is the reptile brain that uh, formulates some of that, right? But... So, and maybe, I don't know, someone can maybe clarify this for us. So maybe that reptile brain, brain is not yet formed in a child. And if it is, I'm even more confused, uh, which makes me think that it's more of a societal awareness around everyone. Because um, think about the time when you learned to walk, right? Did you get it the first time? Well, no. <laughs> I was going to be that guy. Yeah, yeah, I nailed it first yeah, time. Yeah, first time got up uh, from crawling. And no, I love it. I love where your head's going. So, you know, you fall. You, you fall, fall over. And you look at a kid. Thousands right? of times. And the kid just kind of smiles, might bump their head on something, cries, and then um, gets up and tries again. Yeah. Right? And then gets up and goes, oh, look, you know what? I can maybe hold onto the couch mm. and walk a little bit. And then I'm going to, once the couch ends, oh, I need to quickly hobble and fall. Okay, maybe I'm going to learn from that falling and hobble faster and grab the table. Yeah. And this kid just keeps... The resilience in the kid is just insane, right? Yeah. Uh, in any child, because they're just so driven to walk. And I'm... And again, I don't, I don't have the answer, right? This is not about us having answers. I'm curious to know what changes. See, I, I have a... 
I have a theory. See, I reckon that... You know how they always say, oh, kids are scared, aren't scared of anything? Mm. I don't think they've learnt to be fearful yet. Mm. I think that it happens through the domestication of a human, through us teaching this little thing mm. to survive, mm. you know, giving it the building blocks of life, mm. teaching it life lessons. It learns good and bad, and it learns fear. Yeah. But it's... Yeah. Yes, yeah, so he... You know what I mean? Yeah. If that kid is, oh, good work, well done, we reinforce the good, mm. and we obviously have to reinforce, mm. no, don't do that. So we're, we're really potentially creating the issues that we're mm. suffering from, like the fear of failure or the fear of disappointing others from the way that we train people to be people. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I hear you. And <clears throat> it's interesting in our looking at current education, like you look at... Um, mathematics, for example, and mm. um, for those math teachers out there, please kind of chime in. That Paulie Shallard, call out to you, mate. <laughs> Some of us might not know this. He's a PE teacher, but also specialised in mathematics. Oh, Mr. Paul Shallard, and there you go. Uh, but you get marks for your workings out, right? You might not get your answer, mm. but if you go wrong somewhere, you still all the right steps before that. You still get marks for it, right? It's yeah. like uh, sequential marking. Which is interesting where you actually get points, you have more chances of getting some marks mm. by trying and getting it wrong than not trying at all. Yeah. Like the trying is actually rewarded. Like if you have your first right step, you might have not get the right answer, but your first couple of ans- things might be right. And I'm like, hold on, where does that... It's interesting it happens in certain subjects at school. That's really cool. I never... I. I wouldn't say it's tested maths, but I found maths very challenging, and so therefore my opinion of it wasn't, you know, super, super high. Um, but that is really cool. I completely didn't acknowledge that. Yes. That you get points for trying, mm. which is reinforcing a culture of give it a go. Yeah, oh, 100%. And when you give it a go enough times, you're going to get the result. Yeah. Uh, Persistence beats resistance. We know this to be true. Um, Seth Godin's got a new new podcast called uh, Akimbo which is only a couple of episodes in and he uh, on one of the episodes talks about um, writer's block right yeah. he, goes, um, he goes writer's block doesn't exist right he goes you just write and if someone goes oh look I don't have a bestseller or whatever and he goes okay show me the the 20 novels you've written that aren't bestsellers mm. and this person doesn't have a show him he goes what do you mean like you haven't started mm. like you haven't like every day you move forward you're going to get better yeah but if you don't take a step you're never going to have a bestseller um you're not going to write a multi-award winning blog that has people hitting on it that's right right? like unless you take a step and it's interesting when he goes oh I can't write and he goes okay awesome not yet no he goes yeah no no you can't write okay show me what you've written yeah and the person's like oh nothing he goes so then you can't really say you can't write yeah because there's so much fear of writing something that isn't great, mm. they don't write anything at all. They haven't even tried. And you can't write something great without writing a whole bunch of stuff that's rubbish. Exactly. Yeah, mate, it's so good. Like, you climb a mountain one step at a time, and sometimes we're so focused on, oh, look at the size of that mountain, that we kills and saps our motivation and inspiration to take mm. the first step. It's like that whole, and we say it here a lot uh, in the workplace, that the don't let perfection get in the way of better. Yeah. Right, like that one step forward, uh, and it's interesting. So we were looking up a few things before this, 
and a few famous people that have kind of gone through the rigmarole to to get where they are. And yeah. we know we know of a few of them for sure. Yeah, um, I'm going to try and read read a couple. Um, obviously, there's everyone knows about Michael Jordan and how his uh, his coach told him that he would never never well he got kicked off his basketball team and was told that he'd never be any good at basketball. And that pain and that suffering that he went through, you know, the the stories he went home and locked himself in his room and cried himself to sleep. That pain and that failure mm. became the catalyst that pushed him to be one of the greatest basketballers of all time. Yeah. Uh, the other one I go here is um, Dr. Seuss. So a lot of um, the books that I grew up with, uh, Cat in the Hat and a whole bunch of stuff, and um, got rejected from twenty seven publishers before he got accepted, right? And it was so, like imagine yeah. if he's like, ah, oh, for the first couple, no, nah, I'm done. I don't, I don't think uh, I, this is not good. But he just kept going. Oh, you know what? I'm going to refresh. I'm going to readjust my pitch or readjust my story. And he kept learning from what seemed to be a failure, right? And kept pushing forward. And this is the story for every great man or woman in history. Mm. You look and it's about a struggle. Struggle develops the strength that enables them to be in that top 1%. Mm. And incredible. Like, we don't want to hear the story of, Matt tried this thing, it worked. It's a boring story. Mm. We want to hear... He tried it, he failed. He tried again, he failed. He believed he had it, he failed. Mm. And then eventually came out the other side victorious. Mm. I mean, there's Walt Disney, fired from the newspaper when he was a journalist for a lack of imagination. The guy who created animation as we know today Mm. was told he had no imagination. Ridiculous. It's interesting, when you look at, um, like, successful people, you see their glories mm. you don't see what's behind it and they don't think because it, it's not sexy right that's right you, the word is glory we glorify the win but don't glorify the struggle no like look at um, if you guys google google Richard Branson's failed company right oh yeah he's, like that guy is like the chief of innovation like he'll try anything yeah like you look at the list of companies he started and closed I don't understand how one person can start that many things and go, nah, I'm good. That didn't work. I'm not attached to it. Let's try something else. Well, that's that's one of his sort of famous lines is that you don't want to be emotionally attached to the result because when you fail, you take it personally and you go, I'm a failure. He says, no, when he fails, he's not attached to it. So then he just tries something else, something else, something else. And eventually... It's just clinical. He learns from his mistakes mm. and eventually he comes out on top. Yeah. And it, it's interesting. So you said a good point there. Learns from his mistakes, right? Yeah, so, that's the key. Yeah, that's the key to this, isn't it? Yeah. And in terms of kind of turning into this, coming back to like being a lifelong learner, right? If you try something and go, nah, this is not for me, whatever, but you don't take anything away from it, you don't learn... There's no point doing it, right? There's just like, you're causing yourself more pain. Well, how many of us, and we look, you know, we know life, the psychology of humans, we go through patterns, right? Mm. And how many of us have made the same mistake over and over and over again because we're not looking at 
the why, you know, like relationships is a great one. Mm. I, I know personally and lots of friends I've seen going through the same cycle, single, relationship, split up, back in this mm. cycle because they're not learning something, they're missing something, mm. you know what I mean? It's often it's, you know, you've got to be happy with yourself before you can get in a relationship. Mm. If you're not happy, a lot of people reach out and they try and get that relationship to be happy. It doesn't work. They end up back in the same pain. And so a really good point that you need to learn Mistakes. I mean, I love what we say here. We we actually encourage people to make mistakes. We have a one of our five keys is mm. make lots of mistakes, yeah. um, because we know by making lots of mistakes, you're going to be trying new things. You're going to learn from those mistakes, and you're going to improve. But if you're too scared to start making mistakes, then you're actually going to learn nothing new. Then you're not going to grow. Mm. And you're robbing yourself, right? If you're going, oh, look, I don't want to try that. I'm not good at it. And when I ask someone, like, how do you know you're not good at it? I tried it once when I was a kid. I'm like, okay, you're a 35-year-old man right now and you don't want to give it a shot again? Like, and I wasn't the one teaching it to you when you were a kid, so I wanted to try it now. And people are like, oh, nah, 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 I'm just not good at it. And I'm like, just give it a shot. Yeah. And then try it with a new strategy, right? And that whole, like, you make a mistake and you go, okay, I'm going to change how I did this. I'm going to change it. It's like when you learn a sport, like your coach goes, okay, you did this. Okay, now we're going to tweak your technique. We're going to do this, right? And it's, well, that's, I'm intrigued to know why. As we get older, I don't know if we're scared to, we just don't want to. People just don't want, that's why there's not, there's innovators out there. Mm. But they're so like, oh, that's awesome. You went out and tried that. But it's like, hold on, anyone can really go out and try it. And it's like, but hey, what's the worst that could happen, right? And sometimes it's a huge financial risk to start a business, and I understand that. Mm. Um, but is it like, if you were to start a business on a smaller scale within your financial means, that that you could go, you know what, I could take a hit of X amount of dollars. Yeah. Right? But they're not even willing to go put that on the line. They're like, oh, I would be better off being in comfortable, mm. um, quote unquote, right? To go as opposed to trying something that could really light me up. It's it's the it's the fear of failure. Mm. Like I think at a fundamental level, we all have these incredible inspired ideas. We all you know have these dreams, but it's easier and safer and comfortable to dream the dreams but not put them into action because. A dream, you know, if for as long as it's a dream, it hasn't been taken from you by failure. Mm. But that's just the way we look at failure. If we open our minds up and look at failure as an opportunity mm. to grow, then suddenly every time you make a mistake, you're pumped because you've learned something that's going to make you better. Mm. But it's easy to say it. Yeah. It's super hard to do it. I love this, this notion of... Um, it's sort of a paradox. You, If you're willing to risk failure, then you're going to learn from your mistakes and you're going to be better. Mm. If you're not willing to risk failure, then ultimately you will fail. Mm. Because if you don't risk failure, then you don't learn anything new, so you can't become a better version of yourself. Yeah. So there's no... It doesn't make sense to play it safe. It doesn't make sense to be in your comfort zone because for as long as you're comfortable, there's no growth there. The growth happens outside of everything you know. And so 
that's what we need. We all need to do is those things that scare us are the very things that we have to do. And often, like I've got friends, a couple of um, friends who are girls who really want to try surfing, right? You know, the Bells competition's on at the moment. There's 6,000 people watching this and people are starting to think to themselves, oh, I'd like to try surfing. And a couple of my female friends, I, they want to do it, but they never do it. I said, why? I said, because really worried about, like, there's so many things I don't know. I don't want to look like an idiot out there. Like, I don't want to get in the way of people who actually know how to surf. How are you ever going to become a surfer if you don't surf? Oh, I really, really want to do it. Mm. But I'm just, I'm, I'm really worried. About, we're all worried. Every surfer in the water was at one point absolutely terrified that they were in the wrong place, that they were going to get taken out in a rip, that someone was going to drop, they were going to drop in on someone. Mm. Like that's, that's, that's called being a beginner. You've got to, you got to do it. But how rewarding is it when you've spent hours and hours and hours sucking and then something happens mm. and you've learned something new and now you're riding down the line. Mm. So, great, great segue, mate. What is something, so not surfing, right? Uh, what is something recently that you've tried new and learnt from your failure? Well, like a big, a big one for me is, is surfing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I can always improve at, so I've always got that. But I've taken up, and I'm 31 years old. I don't even like saying it. Just because people go, oh, you're old now. No, I'm not. 31 years young. You're over the hill. Yeah. I, t- I took up skating. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I know they're similar to surfing, but skating for uh, a 31-year-old man is a little bit scary because, you know, I like not being injured, and I know that I heal a little bit slower now. And people go, 31, why are you doing skating? Um, those time, that time's gone. But it's something new. And that's what I love about it. It isn't the skating. It's that I'm really bad at it. Mm. And every day I go down to the skate park and there's these 10-year-old, 11-year-old kids who are just zipping around. I have the fear. When I walk in there, I'm like, oh, I don't want to get in someone's way. Oh, what if I you know, get in the way of that guy who's really good? That fear creeps in and the, you know... I suddenly I find myself feeling how a lot of my friends feel or people feel about starting something new. And it is terrifying. You know, your fear of failure is massive, but the reward on the other side of that is epic too. Because when you do land that trick or when you do drop in from that thing that terrifies you, you, you get this overwhelming sense of, oh, I just learned something new, progress. Mm. And it's inspiring. So... For me, skating. How about yourself? What's the last thing you did? Mm. Or what's the yeah? What's the yeah. thing you've done for the first time? I think the last probably twelve months are really taken to a liking of um, paddleboarding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I enjoy it so much. But I know I'm not good at it. Yeah. Right. Um, and another. So on a flat water, I can I can be okay. Mm. Right, and then oh, on the weekend we're in the on the bay and having the paddleboard. I'm not sure if anyone's paddleboarded in the surf before, right? Uh, on the yeah, YouTube yeah. clips, right? It makes it look so easy. This person standing up, going over the break, paddling out. I'm like, oh, this looks easy, right? I've visualised this before. Yeah, um, and getting knocked around, um, and then like looking like a dog's breakfast, right? But in that was just 
interesting, right? There's so much joy. Yeah. So much joy being a novice, right? Like, meaning I didn't have no expectations. Yes, I had a wetsuit on and people like, and walking out, and people like, oh, this guy knows how to paddle board. No. No. Damn, look at this guy. He knows what he's doing. Until yeah. you get on there. Until I get on, and I'm falling, get, and I'm like in, at the, I was falling in knee-high water, like, mm-hmm. with like, maybe a three-foot wave, and I'm like, okay, I need to go a little further out to fall, right? Um, and but, it was just, so and, cool. and just kept going. Like, it wasn't like, fell off a couple of times, and it could have been like, hey, now I'm done. But I was like, you know, let's keep going. And it's interesting saying that. And it's, I can see the creeping in of failure and fear. So the same same weekend, um, my daughter, we were on the same same coast. So for my daughter's six, and for her, those waves are huge, right? Yeah. So we're on a boogie board. And I'm like, look, you're fine. I've got you. I'm going to hold you. And I'm going to launch you, right? And after the first couple... She hit him sideways and fell over, and she's got a life jacket on. She's fine. She's like, "No, I'm going in." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." Like, you can go in, but you got to catch a wave in. Yeah. And this is coming from uh, someone who doesn't surf, has no idea how to read waves. Like, if you were saying that to my daughter, I'm like, "Yeah, you know what you're saying." Mm. Um, and it's interesting how that not even trying or certain things is already creeping in. Mm. Um, but you knew to send her in on a wave. Like, that's a great compromise, right? Because yeah. you fall off the horse, what do you do? You get back on. If you don't get straight back on, you may never get back on. Oh, 100%. So she's wiped out and you innately know, I need her to have a win. Yeah. She needs to finish on a win because yeah. otherwise she's not coming back in here. Yeah. And that's, that's a really good lesson for everyone that if you're trying something new, mm. don't focus your attention on all the stuff that's going wrong. Focus your attention on the one thing maybe that you did right. And when you leave whatever it is that you were doing mm. and the thing that your attention is on is that one thing you did well, it doesn't matter that 99 things went wrong. Your brain is focused on the one thing that went right and that will motivate you to come back and have another crack. Yeah. And then the next time, it's two things out of 98 mm. that went well yeah. and you build yourself brick by brick Yeah. That way. You want to magnify the good. You have to. To come back to an experience where like, you know what, I did not nail that. And my magnifying the good of the paddleboard, it was like, I just had so much fun. And that, and that is, that's awesome as well. We're talking about, really, what I love here is that you're, we're reframing the way we think. Mm. And we know that it works, right? You're focusing on the good. It's so simple. But by focusing on the good, it inspires you to come back. And for you, it was the joy. So you were focused on the process, Mm. not the product. Yeah. No, the the product looks like shit, right? But it was fun. It was so much fun. And I was like, you know what? I'll go back and I'm not... Yeah, yeah, I am. I would like to get better, mm. but I'm not like, oh, I need to go get lessons now. Yeah, right? that yeah. was not my learning on this. I'm like, I want to have that joy mm. again and more. How do I do that? Get a paddleboard and go on the surf, right? Yeah, um, type of thing. So it's and it's interesting because if I got if I got knocked around, or when I got knocked around, I'm like, nah, I'm done with this. Then it's like, oh, I'm not. I'm not learning from mm. that failure. I was like, okay, what is really good in this? I was like, right, the water's warm. I'm, I'm, I'm moving. And this is great. And I'm trying something new that I'm not good at. And I'm, not, I'm okay to be humbled. Mm. And I think as we get older, we at times don't like to be humbled. No, we, we think we know everything. Well, it's this. 
that's the ego, isn't it? Yeah. As we get older, we we live ambitious lives. We get more egotistical, unless we know how to balance that out. And ego often says, "I'm right. I know the answers, and I'm good at everything. I have to be because if I'm not, if I become vulnerable, vulnerability for the ego is weakness." Mm. Um, yeah. I love what you said um, when you were talking about paddleboarding, and it's a really good point. Um, when we're trying something new. Um, obviously, the learning comes from the failure, but we can learn that for free by focusing our attention on something else. It can, it cannot be about. You can take take it away. You can shift it, which enables you to learn um, in a less pain free way. And that was you mm. focusing on the joy, yeah. the balance, the getting better at the paddleboarding happens regardless. But you're not focused on how crap you are. You're focused on the fun that you're having. And so the learning just happens for free. Mm. Like one of the things that changed surfing for me, I'm as well, physically, I pride myself on my sportiness, right? Growing up, I was always good at sport. And so when I started surfing at 27 years old, you know, everyone was calling me point break because who starts at 27 years old? (laughs) But that's when I started. Um, I threw myself in the deep end. And I went out to this break. I had no idea what I was doing. I had a short board under my arm. I should have had a long one. And I just threw myself in there. And it was painful. I got destroyed. People were telling me, go in. You don't belong out here. But that drove me, right? Mm. Someone taught me a quote that took a lot of the pain away. And he said, the best surfer in the water is the one having the most fun. Yeah. And suddenly I belong in the water with guys who are way better than me because that's why I'm there. Mm. I want to be the best. And how can I be the best? By being the one having the most fun. And that takes the actual result out of it. Yeah. That's attainable to anyone. Mm. Anyone can have the most fun. And suddenly, it was incredible how quick I got better because I was just having fun Fun. doing it. And I imagine that's the same for you with paddleboarding. And you're trying something new, right? If people go, if you haven't failed recently, you haven't really tried anything new. I love that quote, man. That's so good. Like, you haven't, like... And sometimes you might have beginner's luck on a few things, in, but, like, really, if you really dive into something, you're like, if you haven't failed in some level, you just haven't tried anything new. And you haven't lived. Because when you fail, when someone says you can't have it, when the universe says, no, try again, that's character, man. That's resilience. That's, that's the story we want to read. The guy who got... Or girl who got knocked down 999 times, but got up... A thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Got up yeah. a thousand, right? Like, yeah. that's the story. It's struggle, develop strength. Talk to us about your struggles. Mm. And, you know, how did that How did that shape you into who you are? Yeah. And learn from it and move forward. Like, don't talk to us about your struggles and be a down, Debbie Downer about it. Yeah. And no one wants to hear about that. But if you're like, you know what? I'm going back out. I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this. I can't get a job right now. I've put bloody hundred applications out. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep doing. Like that's, that's, that's what it's about. And it's not like the I don't want the sympathy with the struggle. No one wants to hear that, and it's not gonna get you anywhere. It's victor or victim mentality, yeah. and you you'll find people to support either either mentality. Yeah. If you're there going, oh, this happened and this happened, and this happened, there'll be people around you go, oh, that's so terrible. I'm sorry, and they're gonna feed that, but that will become your story. Or you can be the victor, and there's gonna be people there always sympathize. But, oh, 
You want to tell the story of the guy or girl who struggled, struggled, struggled and came out the other side. That's where the learning is. That's where the growth is. Mm, yeah. Mm. I love it. I think um, we hit quite a lot today. Uh, yeah, I didn't even drink the rest of my coffee. We just got going and did. I've left at half four. Yeah. Uh, so we're at about a 30 minute mark and we, I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, we want to keep our episode short so you guys don't get bored of our voices. Um, there's got to be. I want to leave 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 with a question. I think you've if you don't have it, you know we tried this last time. Leave um, down the bottom a a couple of times where maybe some synchronicity or something has happened that's unexplainable that kind of helped you out in the universe one learning from the universe. Let's try again because we got four listeners now. Um, <laughs> in the bottom, what was when was the last time you tried something for the first time? And you don't necessarily just tell us what that thing is. If you don't want it, that's fine. Just tell us when you tried something for the first time. Right? Um, um, and if you haven't, this is a little bit of a reminder that it's time. Because mm. the pleasure, the joy, the awesome feelings are on the other side of the fears you have around that thing that you're not doing. So be brave and try something new and enjoy the, the beauty yeah. of learning. Try something new this week. It doesn't have to be something massive and go, oh, look, I want to, I want to go on a plane for the first time, right? I want to do to this. I want to start this business, right? I've never done that. That's new for me. It could be, I'm going to go talk to someone. I love it. I love that you said that. Oh, I'm going to hold the door open for someone. I never hold the door for someone. I'm going to try that. I'm going to learn how that, how that feels. Yeah. Or I'm going to, maybe it is a random act of kindness. I'm yeah. going to buy someone a coffee and have a conversation hmm. Or even so many people in the city just put their headphones, get off the train and keep walking, right? Imagine if you just took your headphones out one morning on your way to the office and smiled and said, hey, good morning, right? It might be a little uncomfortable, but you're probably going to make someone's day. Uh, or you go, you know, I'm going to try, I'm going to try making dinner, right? For myself yeah. or make yeah. dinner for my family. I'm going to do that one for myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, try, it doesn't have to be big. This week, try something new and you don't have to get it right. Awesome if you do. Awesome if you don't. Like, that, you don't have to get it right. Let go of the end result. That's it. Just try for the sake of trying. Um, yeah. Awesome, guys. Thank you very much for another episode. Take it easy. Look after yourselves. And we will see you in less than three weeks. When I mean see you, you'll hear from us in less than three weeks. That's right. There's accountability. There's no way around it now. Nah, you have our word. See ya. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lifelong Learner. Remember to check us out on SoundCloud or iTunes and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash lifelong learner now.